you've got to continue to learn, right? And, and again, science is science, right? And until science is proven wrong, but then you always get the flip side. There's this side of science and this side. So right. I'm a big believer in testing. Like I'm my own human guinea pig. Like I won't train you on something that I haven't done myself or tried to, right? Because it doesn't make sense. So again, when I had 5.7% body fat last year, uh, that was red wine every, you know, every week and bourbon every week. It was eating tacos and Mexican on Tuesdays, taco Tuesdays, Thai food on Fridays, sushi on Sundays with my wife, you know, high sodium foods. But the big differences I learned is what you measure, you can manage. And when you understand if you start tracking stuff, you can really do whatever you want. Excited to welcome to the show, Adam Edson. What's up, brother? Not much, Matt. How you doing, man? Ah, dude, I am phenomenal. I'm. Uh, well, I know we're going to be talking about some health and fitness here today, and I am just getting back from um, a, a five day stint at Disney World and Universal Studios. So uh, it's time to get back on track <laughs> with uh, after eating churros and yeah. you know all kinds of. But you know what? I mean, when you're walking, you know, eight, nine, 10 miles a day, you know, it's funny. I, I got on the scale uh, today and, you know, I did my my cold plunge and I did my steam and my sauna and, you know, was doing my workout. And um, I was like, man, I wonder how much, you know, I probably gained on the trip. I actually lost a pound. So I'm like, okay, we were, we were active. We were, there you D- go. Disney World is like an extreme sport in itself, man. Like, yeah. It is, uh, it's magical, but it's torturous all at the same time, you know, <laughs> constantly moving around. So good to be back in the swing of things. Excited to be chatting with you and, you know, hearing about your journey, brother. I mean, you've, um, you know, built an amazing business, had an amazing career. And, and, and honestly, you know, you've made a massive impact along the way with some of the podcasts and, you know, mentors and mentees that, you know, you've been able to touch and, and impact. So where did your journey begin, man? A long time ago, 48 years ago, but uh, really why we're sitting here, Matt, is um, I had a bully break this arm in fifth grade, and uh, I had done the typical go to college, you know, first person in my family to go to college and graduate, and my mom's like, you're going to grow up, you're going to go to school, you're going to get the good job, you know, buy the house, the typical American thing, right? Mm -hmm. Girl, And I did that. Um, I'm here in Virginia, about an hour south of D.C., and did that slosh commute for years, and about 10 years in, I'm like, man, I'm freaking tired of this. Uh, so what were you doing at the time? Uh, I was an Oracle DBA and a net admin, a uh, government contractor doing okay. IT stuff. So, uh, making really good money, vacation, stuff like that. But, uh, the commute went from 50 minutes one way to man, dude, there were some hours or some weekends, like two and a half hours one way. Mm. I mean, it's like LA, right? Everybody talks about LA, low DC traffic is horrible. So, uh, anyway, I never forget in my car. I'm just like, this sucks. I have to make a change. Um, I'm sure like so many other listeners you have on the show. So uh, it took me back to what are your roots? And I had mentors years ago tell me, you know, hey, Adam, you know, do something you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And they kind of lie about that because you realize you worked your butt off, but you enjoy it, right? Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> forgot work, that you, part, right? Yeah. You work more harder than you ever have, but you uh, you actually love every day of it. So um. Anyway, it took me back to my roots. Um, you know, mother growing up, uh, come from a broken home. Mom was married three times. Dad was married twice. Uh, don't complain about it, who it made me to be today. But in fifth grade, you know, I had a bully, like I said, break this arm. And uh, through this turmoil of like, man, I am not enjoying my job. You know, the money's good, but 
same old rigmarole day in and day out. And uh, I'm like, I got to make a change. So um, I was running ultra marathons at the time, uh, 50 and 100 milers, and ended up uh, being a broken runner. I had this nagging uh, Achilles issue and uh, a hip issue, and my lower back would not go away. And I reached out to a female friend of mine who had run uh, 200 ultra marathons at that point. And I'm like, hey, Katra, what are you doing to stay healthy, girl? Because I'm 34 and I feel like I'm broken. And uh, she's like, I'm doing this thing called CrossFit. And I'm like, what? What is that? So anyway, I started doing it and um, fell in love with it, man. Because it was I wasn't strength training while I was running. So it got me back into lifting weights and I ran. And about three months after I started, it, uh, my injuries went away. And I'm like, huh, this is pretty interesting. So uh, I got more involved in it. And I took a class on running. It, it uh, helped me do that. And I actually ran my first 100-mile race only running 10 miles a week. That's it. Wow. So I went from running marathons and running five to six days a week, you know, 50 to 100-mile weeks, being injured. I'm like, man, something's wrong here. What's going on? Um, started doing CrossFit. I had to stop running because I was injured. And I started doing more weightlifting and I slowly backed into the running again. And uh, I was literally running three days a week, three miles. And uh, I did my first 100 miler called the Grindstone 100. It's in uh, Virginia. So uh, anyway, from all that, that's how we've kind of gone into the gym because, you know, I didn't have a ton of money that I could open up a Gold's or, you know, invest in a big business box gym. Well, CrossFit had a low barrier entry. You know, you take a cert on the weekend, get certified and open up your business. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. So there's a pro and con of that. The good thing is that I was passionate about fitness and training people. The other thing is I had no business acumen. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had no freaking clue. Um, so anyway, through uh, 14 years now, we've been here 14 years, trials and tribulations have learned a lot, you know, and ended up having to go hire coaches and things like this, mentors and stuff like that. And uh, here we are. Um, so that's my story, you know, the um, just being in pain of this. And my brother, when this happened in fifth grade, my brother grabbed me by the scruff of my shirt in seventh grade and said, look, your ass is coming to the gym with me today. And I'm like, I am. He said, yep. And, you know, through that too, about three months later, you know, my confidence soared, had some muscles, 
uh, girls started looking at me and uh, the bullying. Now that didn't subside, but uh, it got a little bit easier. Like I could handle myself. So we opened up our gym. You know, I help people inject confidence to help them understand like, look, you can do anything you do want to do, but you need more than just work ethic and like to go do it, the drive, right? You need to surround yourself with great people, amazing people. And you need to surround yourself with people who actually believe in you. They'll look you right in the eye and say, you can do this. I'm going to be here right here to build you up, you know, not bring you down. So, you know, that's where we are. And um, that's why we're here. It's amazing, man. I, I, I know for me, honestly, uh, weightlifting and, and just the gym <laughs> itself saved my life for sure. I got expelled from high school my senior year. And I was, I mean, basketball was my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was missing out on my, my, my glory season, my senior season of, of, of high school hoop. And I went to the gym seven days a week and how that built up new confidence, how that built up new muscles, how that built up a new mindset and discipline. And it honestly has, I've had so many people over the years say, oh man, how have, you know, how have you continued to, you know, stay in shape and how have you, you know, been able to achieve this or do that? And I, every single time I say at the root of most everything I've been able to unlock has been the confidence that has been built by having discipline around my fitness. Yeah. It is it is my lead domino. Like when I think of if there was one thing that really knocked down so many other things in my life, it has been my discipline and consistency in my fitness. And if that's just 30 minutes a day of just, you know, some light physical activity or that's getting in and grinding and putting in yeah. a two or a three hour session or whatever it may be, it's been fitness. And I'm always curious to learn and know more about people who that is their life, every aspect of it is fitness and how it's the lead domino that unlocks so many other things for them. What was the kind of catalyst for you that drew you into the world of running and CrossFit? And like, why did you get so attached and addicted to <laughs> fitness? Yeah. Well, the, the, the first thing I said with the bullying, my brother, that was the biggest pivot. Um, but then also when I used to go up the road and was a government contractor, worked at the Pentagon for many years, one of the guys I worked with, Matt, um, small team of four, a good buddy of mine named Ray. And Ray was retired Army. He ran the Marine Corps Marathon every year. And then uh, when I turned 31, you know, what do good buddies do? They, they challenge you. So he's like, hey, man, I'll join the marathon with me. And I'm like, hey, man, no, let's go bench press. <laughs> I'm like, you can have your stupid marathon. So he did that for about a year. Well, what do you do when your friend's giving you shit for a year? You say, okay, screw you. Yeah, you came. <laughs> I'm going to show you mother yeah. effort. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, hey, uh, I don't run though. So you have to train me. What do I do? So he basically showed me, you know, linear progression, things like this. You're going to do this. I said, okay. So really, I went from running like three miles right to a marathon. And uh, so at 30, uh, actually he challenged me at 30, at 31, I ran my first Marine Corps marathon. Freaking suck, dude. I mean, I chapage. I was like, uh-huh. this is God awful. The accomplishment though, it was good. What wasn't good when I saw people like outweighing me by like 100 pounds passing me at like 19 miles. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, what's going on here? So it was a massive ego check. Um, but that was really the start of it, Matt. And uh, I'd always been into fitness, but probably like a lot of listeners, I've used that. Oh, you know, life got in the way. Um, I remember when I bought my first house at 26 and uh, I had stopped working out for a while because life got in the way. And I remember being out in my front yard and I was planting some shrubs and I was on this, the second shrub, like number two. And I found myself like, 
holy shit, I'm out of breath. And I put the, the spade down, everything I was doing in the mulch. I'm like, this is bullshit. And I went in my house and I said, sweetheart, ain't ever happening again, period. And that night went to the gym. So since then, I have never like fallen off bad again like that because I was pissed off at myself. So anyway, that led into running. And then from there, um, I was running more, got the addiction, you know, the highs, and dropped all weightlifting, but was in good shape. But uh, man, I'm like, I'm 5'5", 150 pounds. In my running career, I was like 134, really light. Oh, wow. And Yeah. And uh, but didn't really have like, I didn't like feel strong, but I could run a lot. So, uh, but I got these nagging injuries creeping up and I'm like, well, this sucks, you know? And as I did more research, I was talking to my running, like, yeah, I got an injury too. So for runners to me, I found it was like a badge of honor, which I'm like, to me, it was like a badge of bullshit. Yeah. When I used to lift weights to work out, I was like, I wasn't injured. You know, we were setting PRs and personal bests and getting stronger. I'm like, this does not add up. And, um, that's when I reached out to the, uh, the lady I recommended earlier, I mentioned named Katra. And I'm like, what are you doing? to stay healthy because like i'm just running like marathons and 50 milers and this sucks i'm just broken and she recommended crossfit so that's how we got into that and uh yeah man i fell in love with it because it was a easy barrier to entry low barrier not uh, high on the monetary that i could open up my own gym and i'm like you know the light bulb went off like man i really want to help people but i didn't know how Mm -hmm. um and uh hired a bunch of great coaches to help coach me on running and other things and i just um you know dove deep into it Ended up being a part of the uh, CrossFit Endurance team. So I used to travel the country, um, training other people how to run in gyms. I did that for four years and uh, just thoroughly enjoyed it, man. And um, yeah, that's why we're still here now. I've had my gym for 14 years because I just love, like you're smiling now. It's, uh, it's just the foundation, right? There's so many scientific things people know. Like when you work out, it releases dopamine and serotonin, all the good things, right? We'll do it, but you don't need to spend three hours in the gym every day. It's as easy as going out today and getting some vitamin D, the sunshine, and walking for 10 minutes, talking to your buddy or listening to a podcast or an audible book, reading something good, you know, that's going to build you up. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's, you can hear my passion, man. That's why I love yeah. it. You know, I, I you wanted can, to kind of break down some of the, the, the myths that people kind of think and feel it. around fitness, right? Because oh, yeah. you, you said some great things. I mean, with the science that's out there now and the studies and, and just the people pushing the envelope. I mean, and people pushing the envelope, not just in like, how far can your body go, but how little can you do to get the most out of your body, right? Yep, like yep. the efficiencies of things nowadays. What are, what are some of the things now that we know in terms of health and fitness that a lot of people have misconceptions around? So the biggest thing um, we found, we actually have a sign in our gym to like, you know, hey, I need to work out seven days a week. No, <laughs> I can I could send you pictures again. I'm 48. Um, I have pictures I show to people as testimonies at 27. And last year when I was 47. And in the one picture, I'm um, 27. I had 18% body fat. Um, in good shape, strong. But last year, I had 5.7% body fat. And I show the pictures of when I was 27. I didn't drink alcohol. Didn't drink coffee. I watched what I ate. Ate, ate well. Pretty bland. I worked out six days a week an hour of doing weightlifting. And then I did the 30 minutes on the treadmill after that, right? Cause you got to burn fat. Right. Um, and last year, you know, when I got down to 5.7% body fat, four days a week for one hour of weightlifting, zero cardio. Wow. 
and it dropped my body fat down to 5.7 at 48 years old. And I'm not using it to test boosters, nothing like that. Um, having a glass of red wine three to four times a week and a finger of bourbon three to four times a week. Every oh, day. now we're talking. This is That's my kind of workout plan, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now we're I got talking. you. I got you. So, yes. so talk about the, those kind of two differing ideologies around health and fitness. Yeah, so that's one thing, Matt, we jumped on. We talked about, um, you know, mentioned big believers, like uh, mentors, coaches. Uh, if you want to get here and you're here, well, you know, go find that person that can help you. Well, hey, look, I have my own health and fitness coach. You know, I have business coaches. Um, you know, hey, we're, we're in a group together, right, with a bunch of amazing people that only want to add value to you. And I found that out a long time ago. I wish like for anybody listening, like if you're in your teenage years or, or 20s, surround yourself with people who build you up. Like go do it because they're going to help you. You know, when I started uh, our gym, Matt, I was the guy saying, yeah, hey, Matt, you need to limit your sugar intake. Like it's bad for you. Well, I hired a coach years ago, um, was with him for a couple of years. And he taught me, hey, Adam, if uh, sugar was bad for you, you know, why, why did Mother Nature, you know, make apples and bananas and grapes? Too much of anything will kill you. I'm drinking water right here. You could Google um, Chicago and New York City marathons over the last uh, decade and, and find deaths of people overhydrated and underhydrated, right? Mm -hmm. So again, too much water can kill you. Um, so that's some of it. You know, you have to, you've got to continue to learn, right? And, and again, science is science, right? And until science is proven wrong, but then you always get the, the flip side. There's the this side of science and this side. So right. I'm a big believer in testing. Like I'm my own human guinea pig. Um, like I won't train you on something that I haven't done myself or tried to, right? Because it doesn't make sense. So again, when I had 5.7% body fat last year, uh, that was red wine every, you know, every week and bourbon every week. Um, it was eating tacos and Mexican on Tuesdays, taco Tuesdays, uh, Thai food on Fridays sushi on Sundays with my wife, you know, high sodium foods. Um, but the big differences I learned is, uh, you know, what you measure, you can manage. And when you understand, if you start tracking stuff, you can really do whatever you want because it's, it's the, we like to help you. We call it, you know, in a car, if we took away your fuel gauge and your RPMs and your oil pressure gauge, you drive your car totally different. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if it's a VW or a Mercedes, right? So we help you try to understand, like, let's start building your dashboard for you so you can see what's going on here. You can see, like, so we track people's sleep. You know, hey, how's your sleep? I'm not saying you need to get eight hours or you need to get five. Where's your sleep now? Let's track it. Let's see how you feel. And let's maybe increase it 15 minutes. See if it makes a difference for you. And then we do the same thing. You know, how's your hydration? Um, how many steps you get in a day? You just brought that up. You know, so many people discount. Just go for a freaking walk. Right. It makes such a difference, you know. You can have um, you can have a six pack at any age without working out. You just have to get it the right amount of sleep, hydrate, right? Um, and it's simply it. Like if I burn two thousand calories a day, but I eat three thousand, I'm gonna put on weight. If I burn two thousand calories a day and I only eat a thousand, I'm gonna lose weight. It's mm -hmm. that simple, you know. You don't need keto or paleo or, or zone diet or the blood type diet or any of this stuff. Um, you just need to eat sensible foods and be sensible about it and, you know, track what you're doing and then what you track, you can measure, you know, we do a lot of this in the group run, right? Yep. A lot of things we track, you know, the yep. one sheet, um, but people don't have one sheets of their health and fitness in their life. And what um, are some of the important things to track in terms of metrics around your health and fitness? Love that question. So 
we have a lot come in to the gym, um, Matt, or a lot of people I talk to that want to join or, or hire me one-to-one. And what's the first thing they say is, um, well, how many days a week do I need to come in and work out? Mike, we're not even going to go there yet. Uh, first, my first question is this, how's your sleep? And they're like, well, I need to work out. I need to lift weights. Mike, hold on a minute. Have you ever heard the term, you can't out-train a bad diet? Mm-hmm. Everybody has. Yep. So we say this, like, look, you can eat perfectly and you can eat or you can work out seven days a week. But if you're going to get two hours of sleep a night, you are, you are fighting an uphill battle. Because, you know, when we sleep at night, it's like the trash trucks come and they take all the crap out of our brains and let us rest and recover so we can show up powerfully. So we start right there. We're like, hey, I want to like see how your sleep is going right now. Like the gym is last, you know? And then after that, so that's one of the first things. After that, we're like, how hydrated are you? You know, our body is, I don't know what the exact percentage is, you know, 80, 85% water. How hydrated are you? You know, mm-hmm. what's simple things too, like wake up in the morning, go pee. What's the color of your pee? You know, is it bright yellow or is it, is it halfway clear? Well, most of us wake up dehydrated because you've slept six, seven, eight hours without any fluids, right? So um, little things like that. But the first one I see is like, oh, I need to work out seven days a week. No, you don't. No, you don't. The first thing you need to track to get your shit together with your health and fitness is your sleep. Because when you lack sleep, your cortisol levels go up, right? Which is stress. Yep. And stress for guys, we hold it in our love handles. And for women, they typically hold it on their thighs, right? That, that little, man, coach, I just can't get rid of that last little piece of fat. And we always come back and it comes back to the stress in their life. And mm-hmm. that might be sitting in traffic three hours a day. You know, it, it could be hanging around people you don't enjoy that are like breaking you down. They're not building you up, you know, and um, all those things. And I hear that too, like, well, that's my, you know, my family. I'm like, I don't really care. You yeah. need to... You need to figure out a way to put barriers or have them respect you more, you know, if, um, so all sorts of that. So the training thing, people discount stress where everybody knows stress is a silent killer, right? Yep. But yet we don't identify in our life what's causing the stress. Or if we do, we make the, well, you know, it's coming. There, the excuse a, yeah, the, yeah, That's always, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is bullcrap. Yeah. You know, you, you can't. Um, so those are a couple of the biggest things and they're surprised. Um, for me to say about the stress about, you know, you don't need to work out because actually you're causing more stress. But if your body's not ready to recover from that stress, well, you're just, you know, beating against the brick wall. Yeah. What do you like to use in terms of tracking those things? I know people have the Apple Watch. I've got my whoop. Some people like the Aura Ring. Yep. You know, what, what What do you see or or like that's out there right now? Yeah. Tons of stuff. So when we started our program, we actually built our own. We just have like a, a little Google spreadsheet, like an Excel spreadsheet. And I have some um, tracking things in it that I have people start to track, uh, Matt. Um, again, I'm a big believer in like, let's see what works for you. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, like I said with our clients, I want to see. So we do use my fitness pal, but that's an Love easy it. thing to track. Yep. Love and we use, yeah, we use that with the spreadsheet that I've created. The reason we use my fitness pal is I really haven't found a food that's not in there. Like, I know. It's great. Yeah, you can scan it, boom, you're done. You don't have to think about it. So I always recommend that. Doesn't mean it's perfect. There's other things. You brought up, I think it was, what you said, the oomph, right? Uh, the aura no. ring, or I, I wear the, um, the, the whoop, the, the, the whoop, that's it. Which, yeah, the um, whoop. I love that. Tracks my sleep, my, yeah. my resting heart rate, recovery rate. I mean, HRV, you yep. name it. So with you, that's great. Now, I've had a few clients. So I've had clients like you that I, man, I love it and it's great. But then we go over here and I've had the clients too. And they're so like, like I found with engineers in my own personal experience, hope nobody takes offense. They're so like, okay, black and white. Yeah. Oh my God, it said this. I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm like, look, just chill. 
Yeah, just data. <laughs> yep. So relax. So we actually go into that realm too. Like if I see that something is stressing somebody out, I'm like, look, we're going to just take that off. We're going to put that over here. And all I want you to do is this. So I love it. But again, with our training, I'm trying to find with people like, hey, what's helping you get to your goals, not add more stress to you. So for mm -hmm. you, if that is great, awesome. But if I see it's kind of like freaking you out, I'm like, hey, look, why don't we just take that off and uh, we'll go this route over here. Mm. Um, when I started training runners, I used to have a lot of runners that would wear, you know, the, the heart rate, the polar right. heart rate yep. monitor, right? And watches. And the first thing I would do when I train any runner, when I used to run ultramarathons, I'd take, take that off, throw it in the garbage. And like, wait a minute. Like, no, that's my thing. I'm like, no, if you want me to train you, that's my thing. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. So they wouldn't. And the reason I did is because of this. I said, hey, how much do you sweat? So with the runners I train, I do like a sweat rate test. I said, I'm a, I'm a heavy sweater. And somebody over here might not be. So I said, look, we're going to do this. You're going to go out and run. I said, but the last marathon you did, maybe your heart rate packed at 170 and the shit's saying, oh my God, slow down, Matt. Your heart rate's going to explode. But you felt amazing. Why would you slow down? Mm -hmm. Go with it. Like if you feel good, keep doing it. Yeah. Right. So, and the other thing I wanted them to realize this too is like, you know, hey, they'd use their watch, like, oh, I got to run for 10 and I got to chill out, blah, blah, blah. Again, if you can understand your body and get a handle on it, right, without all the gadgets and gizmos and stuff, you're not reliant on it. Think about it now. Like, think about kids, right? All these kids, Matt, I don't, how old are you? 34. Okay. I'm 48. So, when I was young, man, cell phones, like, what? So I see all these kids with cell phones and you probably have heard this too. Imagine if we take cell phones away. You saw this with COVID. How many people freaked out just being locked up in their home? Mm -hmm. So let's take these away from everybody now. Oh my God, what are they going to do? How are they going to do two plus two, let alone go run something? Right? Yeah. So I like to bring it down to brass tacks. I'm a big be like, look, I want you to feel good. I'm like so many people run into Matt. 
I asked him, when was the last time you actually felt good? Well, no, no, no. I mean, like you woke up and you're like, man, I'm ready to crush the freaking day. Like I am ready to just destroy this day. Today is going to be my bitch. Like everything about it. And nothing's going to stand in my way. I rarely, rarely hear that. Yeah. I yeah, only like, hear that you, from people like you, like in the groups we're in. It's crazy. People like need permission from a piece of technology or somebody telling them they feel good versus, yeah. like you said, simplifying it and just really checking in and having that intuition with your, you know, and connection with your, with your body. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, and I've heard this from a lot of people is, you know, um, they're, they're resistant to running because of what you said, you know, the people feel like their body just gets broken down over time. Yep. Is there a healthy balance between running and lifting weights or CrossFit or, or kind of like, what would you say is the Holy Trinity or, you know, the Holy grail of kind of physical fitness and, and a balance that one could find or, or is it there, there isn't one. I think it's, uh, I truly believe it comes down to what you want, mm. right? Um, like I do miss running some days, right? I miss the trails, but as I've gotten older, more busy with business and things like that, and as my life, I've gotten older and, you know, your, your targets change a little bit. So some of my training and stuff had to align with doing that. So where, when I used to run ultra marathons, you know, um, it's my, my girlfriend coming with me to crew for me and pace for me driving out to the event is an all weekend thing. Right. And then my recovery from that the next week, which affects a bunch of other stuff, where now I don't want to put that much time into that, even though I still miss that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Love yeah. being out in the trails and the mountains. Um, so now as I've gotten older, as my, for me, it's more like we talked a little while ago, is like lifestyle, like family. Um, I want to spend more time with my family. So the, the right balance is A, what is it you want? Um, where at, when I was 34, for me, it was different. Yeah. Um, when I was 40, it was different. Now I'm 48, it's a little bit different. And um, aligning that up, and then what is the program? But it's definitely walking, getting steps in, and why? Because you know, running pounds—I forget what the um, ah, what is the metric? It's something like if you weigh a hundred pounds, well, when you run and your foot slams the ground, it's like seven times your body weight, mm. right? Going in, which causes more inflammation, joints, knees. You're going to feel the impact, especially on a road. That's one of the reasons I went from running marathons on the road to running trail races. The trail's a lot softer. Then the only problem is you got to look out for roots and stuff like that, rolling mm -hmm. your ankles. So different training. Um, but definitely walking um, because you're going to get your heart rate up. You're not pounding the ground. You're going to get blood flow. You know, our lymphatic system, our lymph nodes, you know, they help excrete the crap out of our system when we get injured, right? Mm. Well, blood flow activates the lymphatic system and walking does a great job of that, right? Um, but then strength training, you have to do that. It could be TRX systems, you know, with the bands. It could be just doing push-ups and sit-ups and squats every day. Um, it could be a CrossFit class. It could be Orange Theory. It could be whatever. Um, but you definitely have to do that, especially women, because, you know, women, as we get older, bone density loss, mm. you know, and there's two exercises that everybody should do for the rest of their life, squats and deadlifts. Mm. Why? Full body, right? Um, and it's going to help you. But um, you definitely have to do some weightlifting. Um, you definitely have to get, not cardio, but you got to get your blood going in steps. We found with our program, um, individuals getting about 8,000, 8,500 steps a day, every day is a good average um, to get that. And if you have a normal life, um, even if you're, you have an office job and you can walk for a half hour a day, you're going to hit those numbers. 
Yeah. Um, and then again, as I've gotten older, like I said, uh, I'm 48. I work out four days a week for an hour. That's it with weight. That's it. And every other day, um, I go for a walk with my dog um, at lunchtime. That's it. Um, but, uh, you know, occasionally I'll uh, go do a CrossFit workout or something like that now. But I think that's it. You know, yoga is a beautiful thing. When I started ultra running, um, I would get stitch pains and cramps. Well, I took yoga for three months. That taught me how to breathe in and out my nose. I could run 50 miles with no cramps. Mm. So, you know, yoga is amazing too um, for stability and stuff like that. But you still, you know, this map from lifting weights, you've got to challenge your muscles some. You have to lift. Like yoga is awesome. But if you really want more muscle stuff, you do have to do some type of strength training. Yeah. Um, but combination strength training, walking, hydration, and your sleep, really those four. And then if you're going to eat and you want to enjoy eating, start tracking it. You know, I've got friends that eat protein mainly throughout the day, and then they have dessert every night. You know, they limit their carbs. Where me, I'm not a big dessert person. So um, occasionally, um, but I like to eat just, you know, balanced meals throughout the day because uh, I like my carbs and my protein too. How do spirits tie into all this? You know, a lot of, a lot of people enjoy a glass of wine, right? They <laughs> enjoy, right, you know, a little over my shoulder. They want a little bourbon. You, you, yeah. you were mentioning it earlier. Like talk about how alcohol ties into staying healthy. Yeah. So alcohol definitely plays an effect for sure. Um, again, test yourself. You know, um, I never, I didn't start drinking. My wife is British. Uh, so she likes her beer and her chocolate. So for all you guys out there, she's going to go have a beer with you. And the lady, she's going to have chocolate. But uh, I'll never forget. She's like, hey, baby, you want a beer? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like for years. And then uh, in my mid to late 30s, just started trying it. Um, and uh, red wine and stuff. But I know for me, like, dude, for me, like a glass of red wine is perfect. If I have two, I'm going to get a little loopy. Mm-hmm. A beer or two for me, but three, I get too bloated and full. That's me. But there is definitely an effect, the alcohol, and that's proven too. Like your, um, uh, you know, your brain power, things like that the next day. Um, but a drink here and there or a little bit, no, no big deal. That's why for me, uh, we were talking, I drink bourbon, um, love bourbon, um, but I'll have a finger, you know, just a finger. I'm not having like two rocks glasses. Yep. Because I know that. The other thing, though, with that, though, too, there's, you know, there's tips and tricks you can do if, if you, uh, you want to have a few extra beers um, at the wedding or something. Um, hydration's a key. Um, get yourself some Pedialyte. Uh, and I hope nobody listening thinks I'm a jerk. I'm just saying if you want to do it, um, you need to have some electrolytes. Electrolytes are the glue that holds the water in your system. So electrolytes do two things, right? Um, they fire the brain signal saying, hey, Adam, flex your arm. But then they also like the sponge that absorbs the water in you, mm. right? And this goes back to what I talked about. If you, you know, you could Google um, Chicago and New York City marathons about people dying, you know, over the years that if you're dehydrated, right? Well, you don't have enough water in your system, which leads to lack of electrolytes. You didn't have enough in there to hold it, right? And you're not drinking mm-hmm. enough. There's been people too that drink so much like Gatorade or whatever, so many electrolytes that they actually flush everything out of their system. Mm. You know, so um, there's pros and cons there, but getting back to alcohol, you know, you can have, uh, you know, have a sugar-free Gatorade if you don't want other carbs or have some Pedialyte. That's a, a, the drink that's safe for kids. You know, if you have a kid and the yep. kid has diarrhea and really sick, that's what you give them, you give them Pedialyte. Yep. Um, so anytime I do, if I have a, because we do bourbon nights at my house occasionally with some friends and um, I'm definitely going to enjoy, um, but I make sure before I go to bed that I'll have like a, a Gatorade, a glass of Gatorade. Or, or a gas, uh, a glass of Pedialyte or something. So I, I get hydrated and have the electrolyte. So the next morning, I don't wake up feeling as uh, foggy headed. 
in recent years, I know uh, a lot of studies and, and people have really um, gotten into intermittent fasting. What, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts around intermittent fasting and, you know, fasted working out mm-hmm. and, and, you know, kind of the, the health side of how that ties into, you know, one's daily routine? Yeah, I've tried that before a long time ago. Um, definitely felt clear doing it, right? Um, for me though, I, I think you have to find what works for you and be okay yep. with trying. Right. Um, and I like doing that myself. That's why I tell everybody. So if intermittent fasting works for you and do it, do it. I mean, there is studies proven. Um, I remember seeing with David Osborne, I just saw it the other day, like he did a 72 hour fast, right. And his doctor told him that every, his whole immune system would rejuvenate, like re, re, renew. And I'm like, wow. First time I heard that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Right. I'm curious to try that myself now. Okay. Um, but I remember him putting that steak in his mouth too. He's like, oh my God, it's like the best piece of steak ever, right? Okay. Um, I just don't know if I'm sure I'd want to not eat food for three days. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if keto is your thing, do that. Most of the things like diets though, Matt, I do not see people sustaining those. Yeah. You know, in my experience of 14 years, people go on and off diets like a roller coaster. You know, women on average start and stop fitness programs five times a year. That's just average in this country. And it's like, so I like to arm people with the tools to enjoy life and pivot a little bit for what's going like you just did with Disney World. Damn right, man. Enjoy that, dude. Who cares? Oh, I did. A couple pounds. Yeah. Right. But that you didn't, that's great too. But you said a few things in the beginning of the interview. You did that. You walked your ass off a lot of things. Yeah. You stayed active and moving. You weren't sitting on the bench while your kids were going in and enjoying the rides, right? You Mm -hmm. were participating. Yeah. That's huge, you know? But um, if there's a particular diet, intermittent fast or something like that, that, that you want to try, try it. When you do, track what's going on. Like journal. We talk about journaling, right? So powerful to go back look like, man, I did this intermittent fasting and I felt X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got off it a little bit. And then you come back to journal like, man, I should try that again. That really worked for me. Well, yeah. The question is, why would you ever stop then? Right. If it worked for you. So no, all that stuff's good. Um, I kind of do a little bit of that now. Like I'm normally in bed about nine. Um, I'm up at three or four, start my day. And I really don't have my first meal till like nine. Okay. So that's kind of like a 12 hour, but I don't think about it as, I don't try to like fast, but I just found, hey, that works for me. And then I have a, um, what I eat, I have the same protein shake for breakfast every day because I freaking love it. Um, I eat lunch and then I save a lot of my stuff for what my wife and I have for dinner. So in my routine daily for mine is I only um, really change up dinner. And at dinner, we're going to enjoy ourselves. Like I'm going to eat. Yeah, I'm going to eat with her. We're going to have some some spirits. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. I need to get over to the Edison house. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so I got a fun question for you. Keep, kill, or marry running, weightlifting, and CrossFit. Oh, my God. Keep, kill, or marry running, weightlifting, or CrossFit. Wow. Keep, kill, or marry. Okay, uh, marry the weightlifting. Okay, kill the running. Kill the running. <laughs> Keep the CrossFit. I love it. I love it. That's that's where I thought you were going. I needed I needed that uh, that validation there though. Yeah, yeah. For for the you know busy entrepreneur, the the person that you know is constantly you know charging hard in their business, but it seems that there's not enough time in the day for their health. Have you found any basic routines or rhythms, whether it's, you know, a certain time of working out or it's a certain activity of working out 
that you found as like, hey, if you, if you just did this one thing or you subscribe to this one kind of ideology, you know, around your, your fitness and your, your, your health, what would you maybe share with that hard charging entrepreneur who's going, man, I, I know I need to give myself, you know, I need to prioritize this more, but I just don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah. I love this question because I see it all the time and I fall into it a little bit. Be okay with freaking trying. And what I mean by that is, again, journaling, right? Matt, when you started journaling, how many journals do you have somewhere in your home that you tried? A lot. Right. Before you found the one that worked for you. Yeah. Right. And I know me, again, we're hard chargers. We're not different than anybody. But the difference with us than other people who aren't is they quit. Mm. Where we keep going, we want to find it. But what I found too is I have friends that are hard chargers as well. And like, man, I did this, this, and this. I'm like, look, man, just chill. It's just like riding a bike or, or start to journaling. You know, there's a bike that fits you better than the other one. And you're going to feel better on it. There's a journal like, whether it's Jane's habits, you know, the Atomic Habits of Clear journal or the Success journal or John Lee Dumas's journal, try them all. Mm-hmm. You know, one is going to fit you. So I think it being okay with trying some stuff, but while you do it, track and journal that so you can come back and say, man, you know, like that was like an eight out of 10 and I'm really looking for a 10 out of 10 or, or getting that nine out of 10 and maybe this will. Um, and whether it's a workout program, a coach, the people you're around, right? Um, I mean, man, I've made mistakes hiring coaches for. Uh, Matt made a big mistake years ago. It cost me $7,000 with one of the coaches I hired. Didn't get a thing out of it. So much that that guy came back and apologized to me. You know? So being okay with trying stuff um, and do that, but then also getting in groups with us and say, hey, Matt, man, like I'm doing these things and asking, hey, what works for you, Adam? You know? Uh, you're 48. Here's your ambitions and stuff. What have you gone through to do this? And and ask some people in your network that you know is going to give you an honest answer. Um, because I see us, you know, the people who aren't hard chargers, they quit and don't realize like you got to keep trying. Yeah. Right. It's you get knocked down seven times, you get back up. You you, you got to keep trying. I mean, right now we're in a business to uh, fitness. You know, 40 percent of gyms closed during COVID in this country that are never opening back up ever. Um, and we had to pivot. It was a big change for us, but, um, I'll never forget one of our coaches before. I don't know if you've heard of Alex Ramosi. Love him. I just finished his uh, hundred million offers, but. Oh yeah. So we, you know, Alex is one of our coaches too, but I love, um, you know, he says one of his famous quotes is like, you know, you can't lose if you don't quit. And, and it's true. Like, I'm sure Matt, you could tell me about things in your life. I could tell you things in mine. It's like, man, we just never gave up. And next thing you know, it worked out like in the building we're in here. I mentioned before about, you know, uh, we had rented from a place for eight years in our gym when we started and it came to the point we're going to renew it. We thought, and the landlord said, you have six weeks to get out. And we're like, excuse me. And we weren't looking for another place. And in six freaking weeks, some of the highest stress in my life, um, in six weeks, like a lot of the things just happened to be right. We looked for the silver lining of the cloud, like, okay, what's the opportunity or what's right? And now we're in a commercial building, a million dollar building, and we purchased it. And it was like, wow. So through all that, like, I'm thankful for that. Um, but at the time I was hating life. It really sucked, yeah. but, but we never quit. Um, my banker and uh, our agent in real estate told us, he said, man, commercial deals don't close in three months or less. And we got all this done in six freaking weeks. And we moved our gym and we didn't cancel one freaking class. Wow. 
and we moved it on a weekend. So j- just crazy stuff. But um, sorry, I got off on a tangent there. But um, you just got to be okay with trying. And again, if you don't quit, um, you're not going to lose. But you have to be okay with that. Ah, that didn't work. Okay, well, let me try this and stick with it. Now, you can't try something for one second and shit. You're never going to get anywhere. You've got to give some time into something. Um, and it's even more passionate about. I mean, how many people between your age and my age change things? Yeah. It's, it's okay. It ain't a midlife crisis. Probably the smart life crisis. They probably hated something they were doing and decided to make a change. And everybody thinks they're stupid. It's like, no, you're the smart one. Keep doing it. Now just, surround, now just surround yourself with people who have balls who've done the same thing you did and you'll go there farther faster. How does, in your mind, health and fitness and the disciplines created there tie into unlocking more wealth and, and freedom? Uh, because workouts can tend to suck. It's like you're sore. Um, you know, you got to push if you want to see results. And you have to do the same thing with your life and achieving wealth and all that as well. You have to. If you're not willing to push, if you're not willing to, um, that's something I like about CrossFit, be uncomfortable or be comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. right? Same thing with health and fitness. Like I wasn't comfortable running a hundred miles. It freaking sucked, dude. I actually sprained my ankle 15 minutes into the race and ran another 88 on a rolled ankle. It sucked. It sucked. The week after I was laid up on my couch for two weeks with edema, my legs were swollen up like hot dogs. That sucked too, but it was so worth it. Mm. It was so worth it. So the health and fitness every day. I um tell people too, like, look, if you're in a funk, put your shoes right at your garage door. Whatever the first door is that you walk in your house, put your shoes there. So when you come and work, there they are. They're waiting for you, like your dog. Like, yeah, let's go for my walk. Put your damn shoes on and shake your ass on out of the house and either go walk or get your ass to the gym. You know that half the battle is showing up. Show up. Like our gym here, we're like, man, when you show up, everyone's like, hey, what's up, Matt? Come on, man. You're my partner. Let's go. You're like, how can you not like that? Yeah. Right. Um, it, just like in our group though, too, man, like you get exhilarated being around our group and it's the same thing. But if you have it setting yourself up with little habits to help with that, put your shoes at the door, whatever door it is you walk in, um, throw your gym bag in your car. Don't go home first. Right. But just little, little things like that, man, these little habits you can do to prep I tell our athletes all the time because we have government contractors and teachers and all sorts that said, hey, look, tonight when you go home, I want you to do this. Pull up in your driveway and I want you to pause. And I want you to take one minute to dump all your shit. And when you walk into your house, you say to your wife, hey, honey, how was your day? And when she starts talking to you, you shut the hell up and you say, hey, tell me more. And when she keeps going and she shuts up again, yeah, let me hear more. I'll tell more. Like, Drop all your shit. It's just these little things you can do, right? And if you start doing those, it, your world is going to open. But you've got to continue to do those little things. It's a small changes, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, I know a lot of people are going to want to know more about Rare CrossFit, the one-to-one platinum body that you guys have going on, and obviously getting a little more taste of uh, the <laughs> inspiration and you know the amazing insights that you have with your own experiences and all your athletes. So for those that want to connect with you, Adam, where is the best place for them to get more information? Yeah, absolutely. So rarecrossfit.com, R-A-R-E, CrossFit, like a rare steak, but I go there. Um, our programs are on there as well. Um, we do our Platinum Bodies, our one-to-one program. Uh, we can train you anywhere in the world with that. Um, you know, it's actually a pretty amazing program, if I say so myself. But um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm on Facebook and stuff, too. You can go check out Facebook and Instagram and all that. So um, yeah. 
Adam Edson. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. Dude, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you want to support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info and how you can connect with us live in person, all kinds of great valuable tools. You can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friend.